Hi, I'm Tom Griffith, and welcome to the Greater Formation and Power podcast. Here we'll discuss topics and practices that will help you deepen your intimacy with God the Father, exercise your authority in Jesus the Son, and move in the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to walk in God's truth and intimacy and power. We need all three strands working together in our lives because we believe that nothing else will actually do. Ahoy! I hope you're having a good day or a good afternoon or a good evening. Right where you are, I say ahoy! You may say, what What kind of a strange greeting is that? We think of that as kind of like something that somebody yells from one boat to another. But actually, ahoy is is pretty appropriate. First of all, I don't know if you know this, I just heard this recently, that that is the greeting that uh, Alexander Graham Bell imagined people would be using when they operated the phone, that he wanted people, instead of saying hello, to say ahoy. So I say ahoy. Also, ahoy, basically, it's a greeting that draws attention to something from a distance. So wherever you are, you're probably distant from me today. You might even be distant from me in time. I say hello, not just hello, ahoy. Pay attention. I got something to talk to you about. Well, what I want to talk to you, first, I do want to thank you for tuning into this podcast again, but today I want to uh, thank you for that and say there's a good chance that you are being too polite in life, that you are waiting for others or for God to open doors that he really wants you to walk through yourself. I know that that's probably true of me. Sometimes my prayers are even that God would do something that actually he wants me to do. Sometimes we need to realize that if God has given you something to do, that means he expects you to do it. And I want you to know that I think there's a good chance these days, based on how I read what's going on in the planet and how I read what's going on in the spirit, there's a good chance it's time for you to do that which God has put in you, and to walk into the room yourself. Let me tell you a little bit more what I mean. You may remember that uh, Paul's one of Paul's apprentices, it was a uh, young man that Paul was mentoring as a young pastor in Ephesus. His name was Timothy. And Timothy was really a third-generation believer. We know that because in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 5 through 7, I want to read these verses and then unpack them with you and give you some boldness for these days. Paul says, uh, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, that Timothy was somebody who took the kingdom of God seriously. I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois, and in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that faith now lives in you also. 
It is awesome when there is multi-generational faith. And often it does come down through grandmothers and mothers. In this situation, from a grandmother to a mother and now to a young man who is a spiritual leader, a mighty spiritual leader in a church setting, in a kingdom setting, in one of the most intense spiritual warfare cities described in Scripture, the city of Ephesus. So again, Paul's reminding, he's reminded of Timothy's sincere faith, a third generation faith. And he says, for this reason, I also want to remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit of God uh, gave us, the spirit that God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Well, I think that's pretty relevant to me, and I'll share why in a moment, but I think it might be very relevant to all of us. In this picture, we see Paul describing that this multi-generational faith produced a kind of sincerity in Timothy that was admirable, that was uh, something that others could even aspire to. But not only that, Paul and probably other elders or other leaders had laid hands on Paul, and when they laid hands, they're praying, and they're getting prophetic insight into how God wanted to use Timothy. You may have had some, uh, at least one incident like that in your life. If you haven't, get in touch with me, because I love to prophesy over people. But So they're praying and prophesying over Timothy, and, they, and he's saying, remember what we spoke, what gifts were imparted to you through the laying on of my hands. God doesn't want you or me to be timid or to be shy with his gifts. Remember this. What God has put in you, it's him. Gifts of the Holy Spirit are the Holy Spirit. They're not something or some uh, some product that you have and you're trying to sell it or use it. No, it's the presence of God in the person of the Holy Spirit in your life that he manifests himself through you and he doesn't want you to be shy. He doesn't want you to be timid with it, but instead he wants you to be bold. He doesn't want you to be cowardly or uh, tentative or fearful. Remember, this thing, this expression is an expression of the Holy Spirit in your life. He wants you to be bold, loving, and sensible. He wants you to be it's powerful, um, disciplined, a disciplined spirit in you so that that which he often wants to express through you, you would be managing, growing, developing, so that you can be of great benefit for others. Part of the reason I wanted to share this was actually a personal experience that I had uh, about a month ago. And in that, I was uh, it was a vision, actually, and the vision was my wife and I standing outside of a door. And there was, we could, we were in a uh, apartment kind of, could have been a condo or an apartment complex, and we're standing out in the hallway. The door's closed, but we can hear a loud, bustling party going on inside. And we weren't sure what to do. You know, sometimes you go to a party and you don't know if you're supposed to ring the bell or knock on the door or just walk in. But I sensed in this vision that God was saying, open the door and go inside. But I felt like 
I needed to wait to be invited. And that was the that feeling was what God used to communicate to me a weakness or a tenderness or an over-tenderness or a false humility in my soul or my spirit. And it, he was encouraging me in that experience um, not to try to enter into a space with bravado or self strength. Sometimes we kind of pump ourselves up in order to have the courage to walk into a situation or to uh, ask someone for a date or to get ready for a job interview. But we don't really need to do that. Instead, we want to walk in the authority of His presence and the confidence that He speaks into our life, which is particularly true. It can be true all the time. I know I am a son of the living God wherever I go, but I can particularly know and walk in confidence in the arenas or in the expressions that line up with the giftings, with the call of God on my life. So we need to remember that. And Paul says, fan it into the flame. In other words, be ablaze, be on fire with that with which he is uh, those things which he has planted and put into your life. Be at the door, ready to go in. Don't wait to be invited. The whole world is yours, Paul describes, that we receive everything. We we have actually elements of authority and purpose wherever we go in the whole world. You could go on vacation to another country. If you're an American, you go on vacation to see the sights. I want you to go see the sights, but I also want you to take the kingdom of God in fresh ways to whatever state you go to or whatever country you go to. Not because you're an American, but because you're an ambassador. You represent a kingdom that's invisible from heaven that wherever you go, there's a good chance God wants to use you in a unique way that he can only use you to bring what he wants about. So don't wait to be invited. The world is really yours. And the party that I was hearing on the other side of that door in my kind of light vision is really what is going on in so many places. God already has a party going on. You don't need to knock at the door. You don't need to ring a bell. Just open the door and enter it. See, mature adults, mature adults that are ambassadors, mature adults that are ambassadors and children of the living God can enter the land to see what God's already doing. Let me say that again, because this is part of what I want you to really get. You are a mature adult. You are a mature adult who is an ambassador representing the kingdom of heaven. Not only are you a mature adult ambassador, you are familially attached to the king. You are a son or a daughter, a prince or a, pre- or, or a princess representing with the authority, have the voice of the king to wherever you are going. So enter the land, enter into the party, which could be in your neighborhood, could be in the workplace or your city or wherever you're going. Enter the land to see what God is already doing. That relates a little bit to something that I've shared recently. And I I find it interesting that God's deepening this image or this word in my spirit because I think it is a sign that this is part of what he's doing. 
as you enter the land, you look to see what you can particularly have eyes to see what God is doing that will fit with you. So you go in and you look to see what God's doing, whether what he's doing in the party, what he's doing in the new setting or an old setting, whether it fits with what he has already deposited in your spirit, whether it fits in a way that what you bring, the presence of the Holy Spirit and how he works through you, whether that's going to connect uh, with those that are there or whether it's going to meet a need that's there. So go in recognizing your authority and God's kind of a deposit in your life and go and look and see whether it fits because God will use you to bring what only you can bring. That might be a unique idea for you, that sometimes we think, well, if he doesn't use me, he's going to use somebody else. There's an element of that. But there is a very important element also for you to understand, and that is that you carry a unique expression of God in your being that only you bring. You bring that sense of humor. You bring that persona. You bring that history. You bring the the trials and, and whatever challenges you have faced that might be relevant to that person, that you walk in that unique authority. So you need to recognize that God will use you to bring what only you can bring into that party. And there is a good chance, there is a very good chance that there are people waiting for you to be revealed in the party. For you, you know, when it describes in Romans that all the earth is waiting for the sons of of God, for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed, that that kind of restorative work of God, that all of creation is longing for us to be revealed. I want you to know that in this day, at this time, there are people that are waiting for you to be revealed with your deposits from God. But for you to be revealed, you got to open the doors. You got to go into the setting and look to see what God's already doing and how it may fit with what is put in you. Well, let me bring this to some kind of start to bring this to conclusion. What has God given you? What has He deposited in in you to either do for others or to add to others? Are you able to articulate that? What's your kind of unique offering? Your unique gifting, the kinds of ways that God uses you to either serve others or to bless others? That's a one question, right? For me, God uses me to discern what he's doing for, with, or through others. I can see, I sense things, I can call out what's in them. That's what God's given me to do. So I want to go into a setting, not be overborn, not get all spiritual, but I can help people to see and discern their roles in life, their functions in life. That's kind of my main deposit. What do you bring to the table? This prophetic discernment. But the second question is, where have you? Uh, what? Where do you carry burden? Um, where are you inspired to go and exercise that which He's given you? Maybe He's given you an ability to uh, exercise mercy and to help people in great need, or He's given you particular teaching abilities, or He's given you leadership or administration. Those are part of what you will be bringing to the party. 
But where do you particularly want to do it? Do you want to do it with the poor? Do you want to do it in the, with wealthy? Do you want to do it cross-culturally? Do you want to do it uh, in a particular kind of environment, whether it's business or education? Where's the burden of your heart? There's the gifting and the sense of call, and then there's the placement, the kind of burden where you want to go or feel inspired. That's hugely important. You enter the party. You enter where that setting is. Don't wait for always waiting for somebody to open the door. The reason why we do that, just like Timothy was in that kind of timid space, is because we're afraid. We think we declare that it's humility. I don't want to be uh, self-promoting. I don't want to, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being powerful, being bold, being loving, being self-disciplined. Relate well. Relate what you have well, but don't wait now for others to open the door. I think that it's time to go inside and take a fresh look for what God is already doing in the room. Um, we need to be able to be bold enough to walk into the spaces that God has already started to reveal, started to open. The party's already happening, so we have to go in order for God to come into that setting. You must go into it for God to come into it, because he's riding with you. And I believe that we're in a time now that there's shifts, that there's things opening, but we don't know. It's kind of like we've gone to that door before, and maybe we've rattled it or opened to try to turn the knob, and it was locked. And so we've assumed because it was locked once or because it was locked twice or maybe a few times that it must be locked. And I'm saying to you, pray, be bold, and let's see whether there's those doors that were closed before are now open because they're not going to invite you. You want to walk in and go. So there's a good chance that the time for you to be polite and wait for an entree, that time might be ending. And it might be time for you to walk in the fresh authority that he's given you. The gifting, what do you have to offer? How does God use you? The setting, where's your burden and where's your inspiration? Put those together and go and take a fresh look to see what God's already doing. Bring yourself into alignment with that and move in his power, move in his confidence. This is the day that doors are open. Let's enter in. Be bold. Let me pray for you for one moment. Father, you know those listening and that some of them are that you're going to use this to call them out, to stand up and stop being timid, stop being fearful, stop being overly polite, stop being shy or cowardly. Instead, to be still. Not to puff up, but to be still and to be refreshed in you and to be bold with what you put in their hearts. I release eyes to see the new day. I release boldness to believe in God with fresh faith. I re release the ability to articulate that which you've placed in them in such a way that it will be a benefit to others, that it will either add to what you're already doing in their life, or it will call people to fresh faith. Now is the time. I release boldness, hope, confidence in the authority of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 
Well, thanks again for tuning in. I hope this is a benefit. Remember, this is what I help people do, is to discern what they're about, to stand up in boldness, and to enter into the new land of their life. And I think this is the day, maybe for you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. <music>